Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. With me always is Dural Jai Singer. Oh, hello. No, no, no preamble, nothing? No. Yeah, no, no, no. Just straight into it. Hi, we're, straight we're into short, it. Short for time, so let's do it. Um, hey, we have a, a wonderful guest in, uh, a stand-up comedian, actress, writer of all kinds of genres of uh, of comedy between telly and uh, stage. So a lot to chat through about the creative process, but also a very, very funny friend of mine. Please welcome Diana Newing. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Beaming in from Brisbane, I believe. Uh, and what's fascinating is that we had a guest uh, on the pod from two weeks ago who was also in Brisbane, a uh, Melbourne comedian in Brisbane, Louis Garnham. So this is the this is the Brisbane Comedy Festival special, really. This, this yeah, particular totally. month. Um, how? Uh, but we, you and I, did just tour uh, uh, Northern Territory as part of the Multicultural Gala, and so it's nice to get a chance to like chat more and things like that. There were quite a few ver- variety of stories that you were telling me that I was found so compelling and so interesting that I was like, oh, we should chat to you about it uh, and and go through that whole process as well if you're comfortable. So, oh. so first, first question: How the fuck are you? <laughs> how the how the fuck I am? I am pretty hot. Yeah, right, as physic- in- physically and literally. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. um, <laughs> uh, we should also do we need to preempt that uh, you have a podcast called the Snortcast, and there's a reason why you called it that because you fucking snort tapes. Love a snort, <laughs> love a snort. Now you've, now you've tapped your nose. Are you trying to say that it's biological the reason you snort? I think it's social as well because uh, I got bullied uh, when I was a teenager, and I just remembered snorting at lunchtime in front of a bunch of girls and I remember breathing in at the wrong time that a snort bubble came out of my face. Yeah. And <laughs> then came back in and I, that just kind of happened. That was a very social event to happen in front of people. So that's when I remembered I started snorting. I love Wait, it. So, so I don't so, follow. So, so you were getting you you were getting bullied and were you crying? Is that why the snort happened? No. No, it was because I had a cold. Uh-huh. And, it, and what just, were they bullying you about? Being uh, I they were I was just racist? To, no, they were, they were Asians. They were oh, Asians. <laughs> yellow and yellow crime, as they say. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, what, what, what were they? What did? What are you? What did you get bullied about? I think I was just that awkward kid that liked to be picked on in the popular group. I was the the, the yeah. duckling. Yeah. And, I, and to be seen, I, I it was nice to be part of a group that's right right so even if it's in a negative light at least you're feeling a little um you know validated and 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 acknowledged um i know i definitely went through that in the comedy scene in the first few years of my life (laughs) and a snort and a snort's a great stabilizer like no one no one cannot laugh at a snort like it's it's great it it kind of resets a room like i love it when there's a there's a snort laughter in the audience because you, you have to acknowledge it. <laughs> right. What, what, yeah, we love a snort. And so what was the, uh, what was your um, uh, uh, so reaction when you snorted? Like, did they laugh? Oh, no, I got picked on and was called Bubble Girl for a couple of years. Yeah. And I, I left that group because I got bullied and then I ended up being friends with this new group for the last 28 years. Oh, so thank, thank God. Thank what's God. the what's the lesson to to take away from that? Uh, <laughs> reveal no. reveal yourself, your true yeah. self, and then you'll find your way. Yes, yeah. I love it. Yeah, because I know I didn't know that lesson until I was thirty three. I think you know the <laughs> idea that it's more it's better to find your authentic self and be your authentic self than try to keep molding and fitting yourself into groups that you think. You know, it, it, the, the big difference between belonging and, and fitting in is so huge. And there's a mm. fantastic Brene Brown quote that I just want to get. Brene Brown, fitting in. And uh, what did you say? Fitting in is about assessing a situation and becoming who you need to be accepted. Belonging, on the other hand, doesn't require any of us to change who we were. You know, the idea that this is just too, uh, you know, uh, you'll find your tribe. The idea. Yeah. Don't trust that you'll find your other weirdos and it's also that same thing with relationships as well right there's certain quirks and characteristics was it you that i was shouting to about it diana saying that with your partner that there's certain things he does but that complements your 
side of things. Or might might have been Ivan. I get the two of you confused a lot. <laughs> Ivan and Diana. We're yeah. the same people. Yeah, all foreigners look alike to me. <laughs> Even though you were born here. Even though you were born in Australia. Those uh those Vietnamese jeans, man. I can't let go of them. Um so so that's uh, the snort covered. Uh yes. so you feel you're feeling uh um, how are you feeling about when you say you're hot, it's actually a temperature in Brisbane. Oh my god, if you could see me right now, I'm sweating. Yeah. Um, I've turned off the aircon because I don't want to interfere with this sound podcast. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> the is doors are closed. Do you want to? If, if I pass out, you know what will happen. <laughs> like if there's silence right. on my Good end. Good content. Good <laughs> yeah, content. Yeah, <laughs> put, put in the chat where you're staying so that we can call the alert the uh, you know the the authorities where to find your carcass. Uh, do you have a cold? If you there's the flu going around, do you have a cold? Like what is it? Or... No, I don't have the flu, but I, I did have a really bad bug after the Melbourne Comedy Festival ended. Yeah. I had this awful gut bug that oh. I was just releasing uncontrollably for 48 yeah. hours. It was Jesus. awful. That's, I saw, that's a weight <laughs> loss technique that we uh, we don't talk about enough. <laughs> <laughs> you said you saw what? Sorry. Did you was it something going around? Like, did you like, did you get it, or did you, or did you do that thing at the end of the comic festival? Like, let's all go out for dinner. Let's all go to a restaurant, and then all get sick. <laughs> well, uh, well, after the comedy festival happened, I did have a lot of drinks that night on the Sunday. Yes. And so I think my gut just reacted, but I did have the biggest fear that I had IBS. Oh. I was freaking out. I was googling. I was like, shit. I have to live with this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, but then I found out another comedian had it. And I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> so wait, You're shitting, you, I'm uh, shitting. Woo! <laughs> are you someone who tends to jump to conclusions like that off the internet? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Would yeah. you classify yourself as a hypochondriac? Uh, yeah, hypochondriac and control freak. Like I control everything. So to, to think that my bowels it doesn't belong to me anymore freaks me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that, yeah. or that someone else has control over them. Like, yes. I, I've gone down a similar path where I'm just like, well, I've definitely got it, right? I've definitely got it. Until it was like, it was just actually like particular types of food uh, coming together and then realizing that that is the uh, the comment. And who would have thought it's ham, cheese, croissants and a, and a nice chocolate before hopping on a flight? Who would have thought, <laughs> hey? Who would have thought? And then, uh, and then it was pointed out to my doctor recently that, because uh, it's like, you know, when I do go through a binge eating stuff, it's like if I'm really like on the run and I eat, I consume too much air. And so what happens is I've got too much air in my stomach, which then transfers to my intestines and then creates this like over the top reaction, which then makes me just need to shit myself suddenly, which I didn't even know was a thing. So no way, no yeah, way. Yeah, so just like just too much air, just like <gasps> instead of just nibbling and eating away, I'm just might as well blend it and scull it. <laughs> what so, the fuck? Yeah. What that is? So, so you're oxygen intolerant? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I need more. I need more carbon monoxide. I need to eat at the back of a car while it's turned on. <laughs> So it's not IBS. You're not a hypochondriac, but you feel like you're a control freak. Uh, what? What? Oh. What? Where has your need for control served you well, and where has it not served you well? Uh, I think my career has served me well when I'm, when I'm a control freak. But when it comes to relationships, in what element? Let's let's get start, stop the positives first. Okay, let's so. do the positives. Um, I'm, I I like to control my image. So marketing has been a new skill that I uh, I learned a new tool. Right. So yes. I know how to brand myself very well, hence why mm. I'm on LinkedIn and I brand myself to business people. You oh, are, really? Do you, you do are you the queen of corporates, I must say. You do Thanks. a lot. You are, you are amazing at it. I credit where credit's due. You, you hustle <laughs> and you do it very, very well. I know. Everyone says that, that word, hustle. I'm a hustler. I just, <laughs> I'm waiting to sleep. That's what I'm waiting to do. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think I really, I actually really enjoy marketing, and it is, it is that curating right. an image of yourself, right? Okay, it's, and it's... so that comes off the back of your need to control and be in control of the image. Can we yeah. do a slight sidestep and maybe talk about the show, uh, the experience you had, the unfortunate one, which you then talked about it in a show? Uh, I think that's something that of, would be of value for certain people listening uh, yeah. around the um, ex-boyfriend whose housemate 
hacked your phone. Oh, that one, bugger. Oh, yeah. well, hang on. If you're, if you're not comfortable, we don't have to talk about oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm oh. good with that one. It's, yeah. I, I did the show around the world, so it's fine. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. But, yeah, I um, so 2000 and... The reason, the reason I tied it in is because you talked about controlling your image, and that's yes. what brought it. So. Yeah, so, unfortunately, uh, 2012, I was a victim of a cyber hack on my emails, uh, and the cyber hack was done by my partner's, my then partner's housemate, who... Mm hacked into my email, and remember this is 2012, mm. downloaded all of my naked photos that had emailed my partner in Canada, <laughs> face everything. Mm. Like this is before WhatsApp or cryptid, you know, oh my whatever God. passwords. Um, they were, so my partner went home, my boyfriend, Canadian boyfriend went home and went into his housemate's room and was curious on his desktop and saw a a little icon folder with my name on it. He clicked on it and then saw me naked, all on these, all photos on this folder. Um, he immediately contacted me and said, um, my housemate has naked photos of you on his computer. And then we confronted did, him. Did your house, did your boyfriend, uh, let's just call him boyfriend. Yes. Um, uh, even though he's not anymore, but yes. uh, did he think that you had sent them? Or was there any suspicion that you might have, Meaning uh, unfaithful? No, 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 not no. at all. Because he had he had these photos on his computer. Yes, yeah, very specific ones, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, very specific. Yeah. He goes, I don't, I don't need doubles. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I I went through a really bad depression because I was, and this was very new as well. Like the internet hadn't really understood what mm. naked photos online meant. Mm. Um, but luck. But luckily I had a really good support system during this hard time. And then in 2016, so four years later, for my first ever solo show, I, did, I the show's called Naked, and mm. I decided to talk about how it, uh, how it was to be violated and not have any control cool. of my image. Uh, and also knowing that these photos could be anywhere. And I was telling Dilrock mm. that I sometimes do Google my name just to see if these photos do come up. Um, yeah, totally. Do you, yeah. and, and also the sad part about it is because at the time or whatever, I don't even know if that's correct anymore, but the idea that, that this guy didn't get in trouble at all, did he? Like there was no, no, there was no, no precedent for for, no. for for reporting them, I guess. No. But now it's very elite. No, like it, it was, it was it's, the internet was too new. This whole internet of cyber hacking was... Uh, yeah, what do they call it? So I, yeah, it was just very new. But I did do a report here in Melbourne, and we sent it to the Canadian police. But we haven't heard since. And mm. I've got I've gotten over it because I wrote a show. Sure, it, you it had was, your catharsis. What the time? How long did the depression last? It was a full year. I remember crying before my show. <laughs> before the naked show. Oh no! So no. 2012, it was Fee and Me. Oh yes, yes, and. Uh, which which a, became which also uh, was on television as well. Oh, web series, web series. We're working That's, on the TV. Oh, okay. Well, we're working on it. But you were uh, okay. Maybe I, I remember you promoting it on the project, so that's why I thought it yes, might yes. be um, with the lovely Pete Hellier. Um, yes. So okay, so you, you remember crying before your show? This was Fear and Me. Yeah, yeah. It's, just imagine Melbourne Comedy Festival. You have uh -huh. depression, and the last thing you want to do is go and perform. But we had a sold out season. Yeah. So I had I had to rock up. I had to go perform, but I in that kind of blessing, it got me through that time. Yeah, I was going to ask because I wondered about that. Uh, say in your specific ex example, does it work as a blessing in disguise that you had to get your get out of your head and do it, or would you have preferred if you had the ability to say say if you knew that all those tickets will come back if you've just postponed it six months from now and you wouldn't lose any money, would you have postponed or would you have done it anyway? I would have done it anyway. And why is that? Because uh, uh, it's a hassle to produce another season. Um, but also... But isn't it, like, again, I'm on your side and I would yeah, have done yeah, the yeah. same. So the yeah, reason yeah. I'm pushing back is because I'm trying to work my own thoughts through it. But mm -hmm. isn't it healthier to, to, to deal with the annoyance of a the hassle of having to redo it again versus, you know, sweeping under the rug, the massive issue. 
uh, I'm an all-in person. Like when I'm on a momentum and drive, I don't know how to veer off and park my car to the side. I would just keep mm-hmm. riding the wave. So it's in my blood. It's like my mom who came in here by boat. She just kept going. And so yeah. I, I've got on a, to... on a cruise ship, yeah, from Vietnam <laughs> ship. to Australia in the 60s. She was in the, uh, entertainment. <laughs> she was guest entertainment, uh, which we will talk about your mum shortly. But um, yeah, so, uh, um, okay, because I'm I'm the same. Like I had a heart attack last year and then five days later I was at the Exford. And I know, I was thinking, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. What so, but, but you, hang on, yes. you of all people should understand. I thought I was I getting Mine, mine was depression. Yours was a heart attack. Well, we all have. Our... <laughs> all right, maybe you have a point. Um, and you but... didn't go to the expert. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not. Yeah, mine wasn't a sold out show. It was just the expert. I needed. Um, no, so I. Um, okay, so I, I agree with you. I would probably be wanting to throw myself into the work as well and find catharsis through that. But mm-hmm. that depression would have been a really tough pocket. Were you in a position where you? were comfortable identifying it as depression or was it in hindsight you realized that's what you were going through? Uh, I've had depression for a very long time. And okay. only the last three years when COVID-19 happened, did I really figure out my depression Yeah. Uh, and really work through it. But before that, as a performer, I lived in my depression. That's where that's uh, I was really zone. comfortable. Yeah. When do you reckon you first, if you're looking back, when do you think you first started having depressive uh, symptoms? That's well, not. Uh, well, because Dilrock has heard my set uh, that I did in Northern Territory, which is I, I realized I had depression when I found myself plucking my pubes as a teenager. Mm. Jesus. <laughs> See, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Diana. I actually yeah. thought that was just a little punchline. I didn't realize that was actually the moment of awareness that you might be. No. That it's is like so of, full on. <laughs> instead of cutting myself, I was plucking myself bare. Which kind of feels healthier than than being a cutter, right? Like, yeah. are you still inflicting pain, but the damage is so much less. It's just an ingrown hair, if anything. Oh, I, I also, don't want to ask, but how, how old were you? Well, I think around 12 or 13, because that's when I got my period. yeah yeah. do you know again whether the reason you were doing that is because you had seen porn and women didn't have um pubes or it just was a compulsion that you can't really know where it came from yeah i i remember it was it was a compulsive thing because i remember year nine i started to pluck a patch of hair up here this is this is this is common i had a friend who heard the same thing that it was uh it led to mental health and for years uh, she had a bald patch here. Uh, both a man, uh, like a like a, a friend of mine, and then a female friend of mine. Both it's, it was just and and it's never grown back in that thing. It's sort of yeah. He, they he both he and she have to cover it. Yeah. I wonder if well, Tom Gleason has the. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I yes. used I, I used to pluck the sideburns one, and so I've um, got really long ones, but. Luckily, this hair grew back because okay. I plucked it to the point I had like the alfalfa kind of curl. Like it I was don't growing. Think I know what that reference is, but okay. uh, it's from the little rascals. <laughs> the little rascals, yeah. 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 I don't remember yeah. alfalfa. You had a pointy one, didn't you? Yeah, but mine because it was growing at the same length. It oh, was okay. like a little forest of its own. Doing oh, its yeah, which oh, would, okay. and it would wave like one of those, you know, those uh, wind uh, things. <laughs> you yeah. Back and forth. <laughs> so. So you thought at the age of 12 when, or 13 when you were doing that, is that when the light bulb went off going, I think I might have depression or? It's only now, uh, only uh, over the years have I realised, like, why would I do that? Did you ever get uh, professional help as a younger person? Uh, only only uh, in 2008. So from What 2000, age is that? I was 23. Are you 85? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I Ryan. so from two thousand eight, I started seeing a psychologist for eleven uh, eleven years. Oh wow, same one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and until COVID hit, and then I started doing other work with other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So let's. Oh, that's. I've got to write all this down. So I've got <laughs> sleep, mum, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the changing therapist. But 11 mm. years you were consistently with this person. 
what made you it was it obviously that you couldn't see them face to face that made you look at other ways of getting help or um, what what changed with covid i think i realized i talked myself out of therapy like you know when you talk so much the same thing over and over i just right. went there must be more so in 2019 i was investigating about body therapy and how to remove trauma from body yeah um i read right. a lot of read a lot of books i also saw so 2020 using my job keeper i end up seeing a sex therapist a healer a spiritual coach i just went all in okay <laughs> i think for the rest of the pod let's just stay this area we'll come back we'll, we'll do a patreon <laughs> on your mum because this could not not only could this not be more in the heating zone of this podcast but it's also a topic we've come across have we yeah, especially the the sex the sex therapist i've had a couple of friends and even a family member have gone through this tell us about that what 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 made you how long what was the first therapist? one let's let's go step by step let's so the mm. first one was body therapy or you went straight to sex therapy so some psychologist i guess i'll see my psychologist in 2019 mm. uh and then i sat uh, end of 2019, I saw, I did this um, sex therapy workshop with a whole bunch of women at the end of yes. 2019. The drum circle. Oh, yeah, kind of a bit of a circle. Women's, it's like a little women's safety community. What was it called? Did, did, didn't you do a drum circle as well? Um, no, I don't. Who, who hasn't done a drum circle? Am I right? <laughs> Wait, who, told, who was it on tour who said that they did a drum circle? <sighs> was it George Capinaris? I don't know, maybe one of Love us. Love a drum circle. I did one when I was 22 <laughs> at uni. Woo-hoo, get your djembe. Do you know how to play it? No, I don't. <laughs> no, but they were saying that they were naked and it was all like everyone was naked playing drums. I thought that was you. Anyway, all right. I've, I've chatted to a lot of people recently. All right. Uh, so where are we? Okay. So, yes. So, you 2019, you started seeing uh, this group. Yeah. Uh, uh, and what would what would that group call? Healing group? Spiritual group? What would you call oh, it? Was, it was a sex therapy group. But it was, yeah, okay. but for women, yeah. um, it was a, a, a commune of women who came every weekend for two weeks. And uh, so so <laughs> it was a weekend and you take a break and you come back the following weekend yeah. and it was to over to essentially four sessions. Essentially? Yeah, but yeah, right. But 29. But I've been interested in this therapy for about six years, but I didn't have the guts to do it. Yeah. Now, what is it about when you said that particular therapy mm. that you were interested in but didn't have the guts to do it? You, I think I need to paint a picture a bit better. As to, so, for example, someone told me about Reiki, right? Yes. And uh, oh, how God. they run your hand over it, they hover it, you don't feel it. And a very massive skeptic that I know, well, Kelsey, who's been on our podcast, Kelsey talked about he has a a, a podcast about you know being talking to psychics and talking to flat earthers and things like that um but he said during the reiki healing he felt this person touching him but that person didn't touch him at all oh, so man. so it's fascinating to me so like that yes. i'm curious about reiki i just haven't done it yet mm. what was it what was this therapy that you had come across six years ago and what was the elements of it that drew you to it as well as what were the elements that were resisting making you resist from going well, um, I have trauma down in that area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I really want to understand what my my sexual organs functions are. Right. So um, I was understanding my clit. I was underst- <laughs> fully going there. But yeah, I was sure. really... You're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just really... In- I was. I just wanted to understand what was down there. Like, yeah. I, I, I do have and watch porn. Yeah. But it's all very... It's all very done the same way yeah it's very um, male focused it's very much what guys think uh yes. sex should look like that's it and as I, opposed and I, to what women actually enjoy yeah so I, I was interested in ethical porn i was interested in how uh you know watching men and women having that uh partnership rather than being dominant partners yeah. um right yeah i just i to be honest i really wanted to awake my pussy yeah i wanted to yep. wake it up um, right. And that was the only way was to see a sex therapist. Well, that yes. was in my brain. Yeah, Right. Because I've definitely had uh, elements of like inconsistent um, situations with my penis between like, you know, erections, coming too quickly, all those sorts of things that I've been very curious around um, maybe going to a sex therapist and seeing if that's psychological. Because I know definitely there are elements where I'll be, you know what it is, uh, for me, I could be in the middle of sex and I'd be like, oh my God, look how good this is. And it's going so great. And then my brain's like, yeah, but remember when you couldn't, <laughs> when you couldn't have sex properly? And then I remember that. And then I start fucking spiraling. And then I'm like, all right, this is about 
20 minutes that we I'll be back here, but don't worry, we'll focus on you now. But it happens. And I and I've been aware, like, you know, especially when I'm down or depressed or whatever, it doesn't work. So I know there's such a big link between psychology and 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 sexuality. But mm. I've never formally gone to a sex therapist. I went to a tantric healer once. I don't know if you've ever done that. Did you do that? No, um, I'm very keen for that. Yeah. So I went <laughs> to a tantric uh healing massage kind of thing to to invigorate my sexuality and it sort of did but sort of didn't i i think i needed to every i feel like for me everything that i want to experiment with needs to be done a couple of times because that first time is there's a lot of uh, chattering expectations you know then once you understand what it is then you get to better appreciate what the actual therapy is right mm. so those were your intentions going in you wanted to understand your pussy better and so after those four days or two weekends did you feel closer to a better understanding did it help uh it opened it uh it opened the door but i really needed one-on-one -on -one. and so okay thankfully the job keeper came in in 2020 uh -huh. and i used the job keeper <laughs> and had individual one-on-one yes. -on -one sessions with my sex therapist right yeah. and how, how much of the sessions hmm? was it the same person or was it a yes different person? the yes. same person right. yeah. and how, how much was the session if you don't want me asking the one-on-one -on -one? I was about 200, 250. For an hour? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And but so, remember, But remember, this is Zoom as well. So we're doing sex therapy on Zoom. And, and also, I think wow. we need to clarify, sometimes people misunderstand what sex therapy is, is that you, know, you just sit there and you start fingering yourself. No, it's actually <laughs> a lot more uh, psychological, really. Mm -hmm. It's just about how your brain uh, has been wired to look at sex and really mm -hmm. unpacking that. Is that the experience you had, you reckon? Yeah, it was essentially going back to pleasure. Like what gives you pleasure and joy within your body? Uh, uh, to Grim activate... jobs for me. What? Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? That, that too, that too. Yeah. But yeah, it's about movement within your body. So for me, movement is very important. That's why I dance before I do any show because it awakens me. So, right. you know, the, like... I'm not saying I'm a starfish in sex, but I also I also feel like um like I don't breathe. I don't breathe okay. naturally. I don't yeah, breathe. Yeah, you're close you're the claustrophobia to it. Yes. So right. it was it was just like enjoying journaling, just talking to someone about pleasure. Were you with a partner at this point during that journey? Oh, I was so single during lockdown. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I'd imagine there's elements of positive to that, which is, means that you were kind of on your own pacing and your own journey of it. Uh, I'm so blessed that COVID happened. I was single. I had vibrators. I <laughs> had JobKeeper. I had really awesome housemates. And I really am blessed that I used that time for me uh, yeah. because I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. I yeah. It's oh, nice so, to hear because well, I think a lot of people... You know, I think for us, uh, JobKeeper was, you know, it was very important to me. But I think for a lot of people who, in other professions where the COVID didn't change what they did, and they were like, oh, you got your free money. And you're like, no, man, it wasn't just about the free money. It was actually allowing me to spend that money and make me feel some self-worth because I'd lost a lot of what I yeah. did for a living. And it's really nice to hear, like, a different angle, whether it's you spent money right. on you know, fitness or training. But I love the idea that you went, I actually know... I want to focus on, you know, finding out what I find pleasurable. I, I love that. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Thanks. The I think I, I think because in my work as comedy, we give joy to other people and pleasure, but it was now coming back to me, like, what gives me joy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do, you, so do they go far back? Like, do they... Does the journey of what they talk about it? Does it start as a child? Like, do they go? You know, when did you when did you first feel sexually active? Like, how far do they go back? Like, is it is is that something was an eye opener to you? Did anything that you discovered that you weren't aware of? Oh, so because I've had the psychology sessions for eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah. I've I've had so I've had I've had child trauma. Uh, okay. definitely, definitely. And it was, and I've talked about it in my show called Chasing Keanu Reeves. I talk about mm -hmm. my the trauma I had as a child to lead me to where I needed to do the sex therapy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, we, we, we tap that, but because I talked myself out of it, like so much during the, the psychologist sessions, it yeah. was like, all right, so what does this body need to do? What, yeah. what do I need to do to wake it up now? Cause my brain's awake, but let's get this full thing aligned. Let's get this, 
body moving, there's this vulva, there's pussy, yeah. let's get it activated. So when I go on stage, my 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 pussy's not closed up. And yeah. that's what was really frustrating for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. <laughs> no, but that's so I, I first of all, just I want to take a moment to genuinely say thank you. Thank you for for being uh, so candid and sharing that because I I genuinely don't think we people talk about this often enough. Maybe we are starting to certain podcasts like I know like Abby Chatfield and the Keep It Clean girls are talking about this stuff. But I I just know like you know from dating and things like that. I know a number of women who have so much pussy shame because it's just so societally you know have all these weird descriptions for it and all those things which I'm not going to repeat because you know you've heard it. But the point being. If you grew up with that idea that this is something to be ashamed of or doesn't look good or you need labiaplasty or whatever it is. And again, if you've got labia, like if people listening have got it, I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't have done it or anything. You're, you're on your own journey. That's fucking power to you. But it is a real interesting thing that we grew up in a society, our generation in particular, of of watching porn without um, without enough it's you're right it's the internet coming back to the internet it is it is mm. it was let loose on us in formative years without un, before we fully understood what the impact it can have and i think it's mm. jamila jamil who i remember saying hearing saying that um learning about sex through porn is like learning about driving through the fast and the furious movies like it's just not real life and yeah. and it's such a good analogy you know what i mean so i think I want to say just yet yeah, very much. Thank you so much for, for coming on the pod and, 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 and sharing this. This is not the end. I just had to take a moment to say thank you. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, good. that's really valuable. So, I, so you found that the, 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 the experience of going through the therapy with the, the one-on-one sessions, mm-hmm. um, uh, would you say overall, if you definitely got the job done that you wanted to get done at the end of it? Well, it was the, it was the combo. So I did spiritual coaching as well. And I saw a witch healer. So okay, a, what what's happening now? Full combo. <laughs> what 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 just happened? Witch <laughs> healer. So what? So you you were you were yes. coach. You're learning to be a spiritual coach. Is that right? No. no. So no, the, the uh, coach, spiritual. This, yeah, it's focusing oh. on your own spirituality and bringing that out. So we have one yeah. person working on the pussy and the other person working on the spiritual component, like a threesome, but for the soul. Yeah. yeah, well, for, yeah, foursome because I had the witch healer as well. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, going you got to get rid of the demons. you got to get rid of them. Yeah, the demons come out the butthole. That's where yeah. she's focused you gotta on. you got to get rid of them. You know, cauldrons are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so, Diana, we, you know, I, I, I try my best to be uh, kind and um, understanding, <laughs> and I and I do my best. And I, like I said, when I said thank you a minute ago, I meant that very sincerely. So from the bottom of my heart, what the fuck is a witch healer? <laughs> And please, uh, and please tell me, please tell me it's the same person as the sex therapist. No. Um, so a witch, a witch healer is a, a person that identifies themselves as witch. She's also into herbal medicinal uh, medicine, as I said that right, but also... Um, <laughs> uh, but also... Um, retouching into the body and nurturing to it so uh it's all about the full moons and new moons it's all about how the yes. world operates in the orbit um uh, I, when a full moon happens which is going to happen the next couple of days mm. i've become very alive like my body is connected to the moon my period is connected to the moon mm-hmm. yes. i i i feel like i'm a witch sometimes when a full moon comes out what but- do you define as a witch because obviously we are coming off the back of some shit from cartoons and stuff like the yeah, witch, yeah. Of witch and stuff a, a what do you think is, of witches in this sentence a, a witch is someone who identifies themselves as connected to the universe oh yeah okay and, so that's not too harsh no it's not okay. there's cal- there's cauldrons and mixing of you know <laughs> are, are there you still cauldrons and stuff <laughs> my, my, my is that when you're making like a, a fur <laughs> no do you think a fur is a cauldron <laughs> she's not a she's not asian but uh she's okay. na- native american so uh, okay <laughs> so oh, she's no. now we gotta dance around that <laughs> why no we're allowed to make fun of cultures hang on hang on this, the, the spirit you can't, you this can't, is different you to the spiritual coaching me, but... this is different to the spiritual coaching so this woman the witch the witch is connected to the universe Right, so she's yeah. she's in one with the universe, and so she connects with the universe, and then uh, aligns. Which is connected to the universe. Right. The, universe <laughs> the universe is connected, connected to, to the, the 
Butthole. And then the <laughs> spiritual coach is is someone completely different, and they, they don't overlap. They're not the same either, are they? No. No. It's okay. just a foursome, remember? Yeah. Yeah, it's it awesome. is a foursome, but yeah. So we we haven't touched, but the the so so when you got together with a witch and she identified she identified herself as a witch, um, does she yes. then did, did did she did she give any like like is there any uh, what is it uh, diplomas like or credits or is she just she just identifies like is, do you go to school or what or do you spells. do to go, spells yeah like what do you do to to identify as a witch? Um. Well, you know, Macbeth, you can just call yourself a witch if you want. No, but um No, but she Double Trouble Toil and Bubble. <laughs> her ancestry has come from witches. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um but but this is the thing, right? When I go and have a session with her, uh, and this was in twenty nine end of twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, just before mm. COVID, all I would do was come see her, she would ask how I was which is really nice. And then you lie down and then she sings to you for half an hour. Mm. And what you... sort of, is it in Native American language? Uh, no, it's, <laughs> Ben's dying, right? No, it's, it's just singing to the soul. Well, Ben, how do you feel? Hang on, I, you're laughing. Yeah, wait, wait, Ben, I'm... Ben, wait, I'm, you're laugh, Ben, you're laughing at Diana, but, but I'm not you're laughing at Diana. To... I'm laughing at the witch. What? <laughs> I'm not laughing at Diana because my follow-up question is exactly exactly that. So is the is is the song that she's singing, is it from a particular language or just made-up words? It's just lyrics that come to her head while I'm lying there. Uh, no, man, I just I will this pay is the thing. I don't like the close-mindedness of this. No, both no. of us are going. No, I What's don't her like name? Where you're, I don't. I want to do it. I want to do this. <laughs> I, 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 send it to do you. This I genuinely so want to do this, but I don't want to do it with you, Ben, because I don't <laughs> think I want to. I don't this think you're showing so the. And also no, on top of I this, be, and I, I want my skeptic skepticism to be proved. Incorrectly. That's why I want to go. I love the idea that I'll go and then she'll prove me wrong. That's what I want. I, no, I want what, her to go. What? Sorry, can I then ask you then, when you say prove you wrong, yeah. what are you currently thinking that might get proven wrong? That's what I want to understand and what you think is happening. I don't think she's a real witch. And I think Well, she's... hang on. Wait. Hang on. Well, the definition of witch in this, in, in this instance was that she is someone who's connected to the universe, right? If yes, I can make up a definition too. I can that? make a definition up too. Yeah. Do you want to make up a definition? What do you want to be? Uh, I think today I'll be so, so, okay. a okay. warlock. All right. And you know on. what the okay, definition so... of a warlock is? Being ah! hairy. Ah! Dick! <laughs> no. All right. Okay, Ben. Would this make any difference if, if, if she, instead of using the word witch, right which has obviously the, um, you know, literate, no, listen to me. If instead it was a different word, like, I don't know, uh, uh, I just make up a mumble word, like a bugbear or whatever, right? Like it's just some sort of Native American word. Would you have less of a skepticism just because the, I think you're getting caught up with the word witch here. Yes, I am getting caught up in the word witch because she identifies yeah, so what is as the a witch. <laughs> but I'm just, my point being, just because that there isn't a word that you are associating with a childhood fucking, uh, you know, Hansel and Gretel, does not does not diminish the experience that this woman might be actually capable of giving people just because the name the witch is 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 making you think in terms of like you know all that other shit okay what, well how, let's, how, let's ask Diana different... some more questions about the witch okay <laughs> yeah so let's ask more questions about the witch <laughs> Rather than you turning this back on me, because I'm not going to change my opinion on this. Well, I find it disrespectful because obviously Diana. It's has not had a disrespectful. Yes, it is. It's, no, it isn't. I'll ask Diana. We, do you find this disrespectful? Do you find this disrespectful, Diana? Do you find this disrespectful? Do you find this disrespectful, Diana? Do you? I think you have an opinion, but I'm, I, I'm well aware. Like exactly, Bill's <laughs> telling me I can't have an opinion. I. I I am well aware of how I feel about it. If I find this disrespectful to you, then I take this back down. But I don't think I am. I'm just being no, a skeptic. Can I, can, I, can I just say, there's a difference between being skeptical and then flat out laughing at someone else's uh, therapy that they've just told us is something that they... And how are you meant to make our guests feel comfortable if you're going to laugh at all these... Oh, Diana was laughing with me. It, she, because it it is fine. It is she, fine. She's already exactly. told us that she was when she when she was a child, she'd let the bullies bully her just because she was seen. 
I'm here. I'm here. I'm <laughs> exactly. saying. But unfortunately, you guys wouldn't be able to see her because she only d- works with women. So. Well, I, I, I identify as a woman, so fuck okay. her. Okay, done. <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's she only works with fellow witches. <laughs> right. Let's go a few steps back. Okay. So the definition of witch in this instance is someone who feels connected to the, to the universe and her, she comes from a lineage of women who've uh, practiced these different alternative or non-conventional therapies. Mm. And part of the therapy that you were experiencing where it goes is you go in, you talk about where you're at, and then while you're lying down, um, she uh, tries to, she sings uh, lyrics that feel right in that moment. Mm. Now, are these lyrics in English or in, in, in a different language? In, in English. And do the word, sorry, do, sorry, go on. Oh, and it's, it's they're singing to nurture you, but also for you to imagine yourself in a particular place as well. So you travel. So right. you, in the universe? You move in, in, in a space. In, in a the space, space. Yeah. okay, yeah. Mm. And so with, with the words that come through, have you found that, is it a sentence that makes sense to you or they're like, you in, 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 in by themselves, are they do they make sense or do you have to find meaning in what the sentence means? They make sense because in the lyrics, you imagine it's it's poetry, really. They they right. guide you somewhere, and then you uh-huh. find yourself in that place, and then you start to see people like your grandmother and your mother, like you're right. call, calling out to your ancestry women that are in your life, and you are protected. So it did feels see, like it's just, did you it's just, see it feels like it's a guide. It's yeah. like a guide. You're just being guided through your internal kind of like your mm. thought processes right yeah yes and also and as i said before the singing what it does is it um it resets your your breathing and allows you to be really safe and protected because most of my life have been very unsafe and that's why i think i got into comedy was because it was unsafe and i liked that feeling um but then here what are, like in terms of the danger of performing and just yeah. being vulnerable on stage okay yeah, the danger, like to do something that might fuck up or do yeah. something that tests yourself or, you know, is edgy. Like mm. it's tipping. It's You're tipping over the cliff all the time. But for me, having a, he- a witch healer was like going, actually, it's actually nice to be safe sometimes. Yeah, And did right. you consume stuff beforehand? Like, you know, they do that ritual. So, you know, so all the herbs she gave you, all that kind of stuff, that didn't put you in a different state. No, that's after. So oh, you that's take- after. Okay, yeah, yeah. so once you have the singing, and then when you see, did you see your ancestors or did you feel them in the room? Like how? Like how? how does, does it come as a visual or? Yeah, it becomes a mental visual uh, of my grandmother and my mother, and you know, just realize it's it's all intergenerational, right? This mm. this where we come from, people. Yeah, um, and I—that's I, what my show is called. Going all in is about intergenerational trauma and how I carry what my grandmother does, and right. I carry what my mother does, and my kids going to carry what I have. So, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's I really do believe that we are so connected to our lineage, our legacy. Mm-hmm. It's coming from someone, and so just to see my grandmother, I was crying, like yeah, you know, yeah lying wow. there. Yeah, and and it's great to hear that because at the moment now that's so big. In the in in the zeitgeist at the moment, especially with the voice to parliament, that people a lot of people are hearing for the first time ever how uh, important and how inter, you know generational trauma needs to be acknowledged because a lot of people just did not accept it or didn't think it was a thing when it is a rant. It's such a big issue that still affects First Nations people, but not just First Nations, all different types of cultures. So Betty, what does uh, voice to parliament? What does that phrase mean in that sense? The, so the voice to parliament at the moment is the the to give First Nations people a voice to parliament, so that they'll be right into yes. into the. It's well, we're going to vote. This is why international international listeners might not be aware of it. That's why. So yeah, it's, it's like just New like, Zealand's done it. You know, like you know, there's there's there, we're 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 late to the piece, but hopefully we'll give First Nations a, a voice to parliament, so they can be part of the decision making process. And am I correct in thinking that certain say certain issues around, let's say, um, Indigenous people that, say, might be um, half white, for example, or whatever, that they they might look white but identify as Indigenous people. A lot of, um, say, um, close-minded view is that, well, they don't deserve to, you know, be treated like or have, like, um, what's it called, like grants and things like that because they look white and therefore they weren't affected by um, being, you know, Indigenous issues. 
And the point being that it's not fair because they come from a generation that has been affected by it. And just to be labeled as saying, well, you look white, so you must be fine, mm. is, is an unfair. Is that kind of what this is this, this discussion is about? Yeah. Like, I guess, yeah, around the, in terms I mean, of the generational huge, trauma. Yeah, generational yeah. trauma, yeah. it just, it's like you'll see it where people where it's like, you know, especially with like, there's a way, there's this huge high increase of First Nation kids in in uh, in juvie, unfortunately, and but that right. also people go well. You know, it's you know, it's our bringing. It's it's more than that. It's such a bigger picture that it's their right. generation. It, it it becomes part of their genes that they may lash out or whatever reasons they are. It's part of and and that's why I think this is. I really enjoyed at the moment because a I'm learning about it, but, but p I I you know like where does where how far does this go back? You know, and and trying to understand that it's you know. What happened to them when the first settlers came here, and how it can translate to a fourteen-year-old, uh, you know, thrashing out in in you know outside Flinders Street, and it's something that I'm new to it, and I'm still trying to understand mm. it. But the the fact that it's out there and being discussed, and that we have that idea, and you know, hopefully there will be a voice to Parliament, and we you know mm. we're going to have a referendum on it, and you know, and or by all sounds, so- hope we will vote for it. But yeah, it's it's, and that's why I find it amazing the idea that you're there and then connecting with you know your grandmother on a on a on a spiritual level hang on are we talking about the spiritual coach no we're we're still with the, now was your grandma yeah no this yeah. is the witch the witch yeah. healing so that was your grandma mm. someone you met in real life or yeah so it, my, yeah. so my grandmother uh, is a person i met in real life but i also learned about how intergenerational oh. trauma works as well so am i still here I yep. think you just slided over, but so I guess yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. So yeah, what was okay. like your big sort of I <clears> guess <throat> um, the biggest healing or takeaway point that when you so in terms of practical how it how it benefited you in real life? Yes. What was that connection that you felt at the time and you had the you cried and stuff? What how did that benefit you in everyday life? So what I've learned about intergenerational trauma is that it is past. So when my grandmother was pregnant with my mum. I was already inside my mother's uh, body. Eggs, yeah. You so wanted the eggs, yeah. So it's passed down every three generations. So because of the trauma that I've had as a child, I was just I was determined in 2020 that I was not going to pass that to my future children. Right. And so, so hence why I, I decide this hence why I've been working so hard to understand my trauma, to be in my trauma instead of repressing it because I know that the next two generations of my family will have some sort of that trauma, but I don't want them to have all of it. Yes, you're diluting the trauma so almost. You're like, me, you're, you're dealing with it now so that they have less to deal with when in three generations time. Can, can someone explain to me the three generations thing? That's it. And, and that's so why I feel the- so free. Diana, do you want to, sorry, I think yes. you're dropping so, out a bit, but yeah. Why is it every three generations? Can you explain that? that go deal, go deal, Rock. Can exactly. I try? Can I try? So I think I believe that so, as a child so is just born, imagine... a female child with ovaries, those eggs, as soon as she's born, she's already carrying the, the eggs that will give her future children. Um, and that means when that mother is pregnant with that newborn baby, those eggs were in the mum. So there's three generations of uh, eggs right there. Is that correct? Have I got that right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. oh, that's okay. correct. Because they're carrying the eggs. Then. Okay. okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's like, so she I'll, would... I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a photo. I'll, I'll... Oh, we're starting to really drop out. Oh, yeah. my God. No, this is so annoying. I was loving it. Okay. Um, Diana, can you uh, log out and log back in? And we'll let's. Oh, we're just yeah, we're close to the that. end. Oh, let's, okay. Let's try. Oh, yeah, it's not nearly to four it. o'clock. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. Then let's just leave it at that. I'm. I'm so sorry, uh, everyone who's listening at the edge of the seats yeah. and technology. I mean, I'll, I'll, edit, I'll edit most of this out anyway. So. Okay. Like, okay. The, but the we'll, we'll, we'll we'll keep it. Uh, give some context to why it suddenly wrapped up after we talked about generational trauma and we just went. Okay, that'll do. <laughs> I'll get shows and fuck off. You know. <laughs> I see my comedy festival show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Diana. Well, we put a put a put a footnote in it to come back to, and we want to hear about the spiritual coach uh, as well as we can talk about the uh, 
the, the the stuff that we talked about in terms of the as you said with the mom growing up with your mom and the impact of those things of her coming her upbringing and how it affected your upbringing even though it's very different worlds you know you're in australia she's in vietnam but somehow you still had to carry some of those the the, the traumas from that so um diana is uh non-verbal right now because she keeps dropping oh, she's out <laughs> she's just literally gone so we might have to do her plugs for her. Might do her plugs. <laughs> I'm yeah. here. Oh, you're there. Oh, okay. okay, Diana, Diana, quickly plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, yeah. plug, 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 plug. What's your LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn, I like. I, are you on LinkedIn? I'm not like. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not LinkedIn. I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got seventy-eight. Gonna go. Get onto LinkedIn. I've got 78,000 followers on LinkedIn, so go find me there. What? Um, but I've got a show called Going. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that is so amazing. Um, but you can go find me on the Snortcast on Spotify and Apple. That's Snort, not or Snort. S N R O R T. That's correct. Or my comedy at dinerwin.com.au. Or social media at Real Dinerwin. Yeah. Beautiful. Where did I get Dancing Diana from? Did you have a show called that or an Instagram handle? Dancing Diana. It's a good. Oh, I just had that no, word just, in my head. Just, just real, just real Diana. Was that, was that after your <laughs> after your drumming circle? <laughs> yeah. Um, folks, uh, when it. this comes out, I would have done my Sydney and Brisbane shows. So all I have to plug is the Wagga Wagga show Wagga Wagga. on the June on June tenth, and also I'll be in WA um, uh, on the seventh, eighth, and ninth, as well as uh, July. Uh, 27, 28, 29. So come and check me out there as well. And, and 27, 28, oh, my birthday. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I finished your birthday. Sorry, bud. Um, uh, 31st of June and the 1st of uh, July for me. Uh, Comedy Store uh, in Sydney. Uh, yeah. But uh, Dave, thank you so much for being on the pod. Yeah, amazing. Thank you, Diana Newen. You've been wonderful. Thank sorry. You. Sorry you're so quiet over the last bit of this pod. So yeah. we'll, let you, we'll let you have the last word. So you take us out. Uh, uh, yeah, deal with your trauma. Deal with your trauma, everyone. <laughs> See you Perfect. Guys. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Ow, wow.